This episode of Mountain Pass is brought to you by Elspeth's Escape from Debt, a debt consolidation service for Magic the Gathering players. Don't stay in the underworld of minimum payments and unmoving principal balances for any more turns than you have to. Just let us dig around your graveyard for a few minutes, that's all. Nothing weird. Be debt free on paper by the end of the month. We're totally not loan sharks. Why would you ask? Why would I even say that out loud? Welcome to Mountain Pass, your window into the standard Magic the Gathering format. I'm Gabe, and this is my co-host, Sharla. And our guest today is Brandon... Lone Shark. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I'm just uh, honored to be nominated, honestly. <laughs> it's, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, I really think this was just a scheme, because Brandon went way in underwater after that debacle with the 17th floor. Yeah, may, in retrospect, maybe I shouldn't have read his credit card out over... Yeah, uh, so it's been yeah. podcast. In the last yeah. two weeks, um, it's been a little bit of hell for me. <laughs> um, Some I've strange had, charges. I've strange charges. I've had people show up at my door demanding payments. Uh, Gabe, um, don't tell them, but most of those charges are for me. <laughs> my, they oh. took my cat. Not both of them, so they can't be together. Now they just miss each other. Oh, oh that is really well. Now I'm sad. Good. My God. I guess maybe I'll return that car I bought. Those bastards. What kind of car did you get? <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're in Theros now. We are in Theros now. We're fully now. in Theros. Uh, well, we're, we're back in Theros Well, now. yeah, but yeah. we're still in Theros. Semantics. Semantics. They're important. We're doing fun things like escaping cards. We're doing Flip It or Rip It, which is really fun. Charlotte oh, had a really fun so time. Oh, so good. So those collector booster packs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that has become a new hot commodity to flip and rip in the shop. So they're uh, retailing not, for they're retailing for close to thirty dollars. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and for a reduced price, I will rip that product that you give me money for. So it's like a win-win, right? For listeners that don't know about flip it or rip it, do we want to explain how it normally goes to the regular booster pack? Mm-hmm. The person selling it will open the pack, mix it up, take out the land and the token, mix it up and put it all face down. Mm-hmm. The purchaser. We'll use Brandon as an example. Okay. Not that he's done this and failed Certainly by not. any means. But so then, you know, Brandon purchases the pack. He flips Let's, let's one say it's a Modern Horizons pack. Yeah, we'll say... Okay, yeah, for, for just storytelling's sake. Yeah. It's a Modern Horizons pack. First, it's a Modern Horizons pack, but for, mm-hmm. for below... For below, for below price. price. so yeah, it's a yeah. deal. So it's a deal. You flip it over and it's a common. Well, you flip over one card and the goal is to flip over the rare. Right, and if you flip over the rare, I, Sharla, do not get to rip. Mm-hmm. Any of your cards. But if I flip over a card, and, and then I keep the whole pack. Yeah. If I flip over a card that isn't the rare, I keep that card, but then you choose one face down and rip it without looking I at sure it. I sure do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I pick one and flip it face up. If it's not the rare, repeat. Until we Rinse either get the rare repeat. or all the cards are either pulled right. or ripped. Or uh, my masochistic side wins. So <laughs> it can be fun. Uh, it's definitely not a recommended activity for those of you trying to gather... Sure, but if you would like to have a force of negation signed and put on your wall, you know, signed by the person who tried to, like a Brandon. I could have had a force of negation. (laughs) (laughs) But now I do. Ripped Uh, in half. But to be fair, you did it a couple times this weekend with collector's boosters. So that's that's some high stakes. High stakes. And we decided the extended art was the quote unquote winning card. Yeah. And did you win? Oh, I won it. I won the second card. I'm so salty. Uh, and she could have ripped up a foil borderless Ashiok. I'm so upset. A foil Nyx Lotus. All I want mm. is chaos. Uh, uh, the extended temple. Uh, yeah. It I was... think I am chaotic evil now that we're talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We had to plot ourselves evil. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but good times. It was fun. Uh, you know, the packs are, if you want them, they're there. They're mm-hmm. a lot of shiny cards. Seems like they'd be hard to rip, though, that Oh, uh, they are. Foil. They're a little hard. Well, thankfully, you really had to rip anything. The one you ripped was that, like, Planeswalker. Uh, yeah, but I played this card. a lot with other people, too. So there was Fair a lot enough. of, like, teeth ripping <laughs> and, like, it was rough. Okay. Worth it. But rough. I mean, you still got paid at the end of the I day. I did. I, uh, house always wins. House. <laughs> Except when I Always won. wins. Where are the tourneys at? That's what I want to know. Where are the standard tournaments at? Do you know where they are? Do you know where they are? Europe? Probably. Maybe. 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 Botswana? Botswana. Yes. <laughs> New Zealand? Could be. So it, we're at the point where 
Theros has only been out for about a week, officially, but pre-release the week before. Arena, they had people out playing it even before that. Right. Yeah. It feels like we've been playing with these cards for a while now, but we don't have a solid view of the meta. We've seen a lot of decks come together, and we're going to talk about those today, but we don't have a good grasp of, like, what the top played decks are, what the top performing decks are. It's all kind of, like, anecdotal at this point. That's true. It's like we're living in the 90s when this first came out, and it was not internet days. There were no decks. And you're trading your... just the cards that you had. Right. And you're trading Black Lotuses for Shiv and Dragons. Because Shiv and Dragon wins games. Yep. Black Lotus is never a game. Except for that time it got turned into an elk and then killed the game. (laughs) (laughs) Killed its opponent. So good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So how do you... Fair and balanced magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's banned in five things right now, if you count historic suspension. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Which is one away from the record, which I believe Skull Clamp has of six. So we'll Look see. out, Commander. Well, oh, it's coming. I don't know about Commander. I don't think it's crazy in Commander. Doesn't matter. But Vintage and Legacy, it's maybe. It's got the stink on them now. It does. <laughs> just to clear, just completely get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So how is Theros feeling for you? First couple matches you've been doing, the new, the new Magic year, as it were. Well, I've been playing a lot of Standard on Arena for the last week or so. I mean, it feels like there's no solid meta like it's kind of all over the place right Mm -hmm. um i think mono black devotion was the very first front runner i played a lot of that when the set was first released on arena um but that deck has been evolving and now there's like three different builds of it that i've been running into there's like a really aggressive build that's like low to the ground is just trying to get you dead there's like this sacrifice build that uh uses um you know, Woe Strider and Midnight Shepherd. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Nightmare, Nightmare Shepherd. Shepherd. Nightmare mm-hmm. Shepherd. And uh, just tries to get value that way. Sometimes it has the Cat Oven. Sometimes it doesn't. We'll, we'll talk about this when we get to it. Should not run the Cat Oven, but we'll get there. Yeah. Do you uh, think that part of that is just, like, memory of Theros? Because Black Devotion was the deck to beat when Theros was around the first time? Or do you think it's just... Because it's very different. Like, it's not the same deck at all. No. Because, uh, you know, Thoughtseize. Short of one um, card is the, is the linking glue between that. Right. But I still am like, I wonder if people were like, oh man, Black was so great. Great, Gary's back. So immediately built around that. I mean, the cards around Gary are very great. Maybe we'll just dive in. Let's talk Let's talk about, well, first we'll talk about one of Black. Let's talk about the decks that people are playing right now, these okay. new builds. And yeah. then we'll go into the, the meta as far as decks that existed before rotation and where they are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about one of Black... Gary is a good reason to play this deck. Uh, it is very, very powerful. Gary again being Grey Merchant of Asphodel, Asphodel as we've uh, <laughs> oh, as we've oh determined my. before. Which uh, Fodel isn't the a word, but it sounds huh. filthy. It does really does. I can't see it, but I am beat red right now. Because it sounds like fondle. Right. Oh, is that why? Or it sounds like some protuberance that you could. You know what really helps a joke is explaining it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I was yeah. going yeah. for. <laughs> and when and when you explain uh, that, like explaining a joke, uh-huh, uh-huh. makes it funny. Yeah, that's even funnier. Next level. Kristen Shaw is. That's what level. I was going for. <laughs> Next level. Next level. So I've been playing this deck a little bit as well. Uh, there are some fun stuff you can do with it. It has hot hands and bad hands. It has some really bad hands if you just like draw mm-hmm. nothing but Aura and your Nightmare Shepherds. So, like you're doing nothing for the first couple turns and. You have a couple. It's a very synergy-related deck. Yeah. Whereas with others, the other synergy deck from last format, which is John Cat, had those synergies, but it had redundancy as well. If you took out the oven, for example, yeah. you were still doing some other stuff. You got rid of the goose or something. You could still do other things. Whereas this, if you don't assemble enough pieces, it's not doing much. Yeah. Ara on its own, without enough creatures in there, is not draining for much. It's not drawing you cards. Uh, Gary, if it comes down by itself or with one other thing, is not going to do much out there. You need to get uh, establish a board presence, and in, in the face of board wipes and hyper aggressive decks, right. right? In the face of Wrath of God, which is now on standard. Yep. Although they do get to draw a card off their Nightmare Shepherd whenever I wrath them. Yeah. And, and then and then get <laughs> all the and then get all the creatures other than Nightmare Shepherd that died. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Because that will so. happen. Nightmare Shepherd is nice. I mean, usually, to be well. fair, um, in my experience uh, playing against this, <clears throat> you know, for those of you who don't know, I play almost exclusively uh, control decks when I have my choice. I mean, I tend to 
try everything out at the beginning of format. So I've been playing a lot of different decks, but... Not to mention you have to know what to control. Right. So it's good to try those out. But, you know, I will eventually end up in a control deck. I know this. You guys know this. We sure do. Yeah. Um, and uh, We've sat across the table. The mono black deck is not that scary. It's not the thing that I'm scared of most in this format. Like, right. It's just got creatures, and occasionally they'll get a game by a timely Grey Merchant of Asphodel. I mean, Asphodel. And, that's, uh, right. that's the goal. That's the goal is right. to put a few things down, then drop Gary, and maybe get Asphodel. Gary again by getting an, a, but, uh, a version of it with mm-hmm. like Nightmare Shepherd. But Absorb is in the format. You've got Life Gain in yeah. Dream Trawler and Archon of Sun's Grace. And um, <clears throat> realistically, any deck that's like gaining 5 to 10 life is not going to die to a Gary trigger. No, that's mm-hmm. true. It's just not going to. And there you is know, a lot like, of life gain right there now. There's are, a ton of life gain. There are some ways to chain a few Gary triggers, though. Like, play it ARA to sack it and draw a card, immediately get another one because Nightmare Shepherd's out. Yeah. That can be a ton of damage if you're doing, like, 12 twice or something. It's not yeah. that hard to do. You, Like I said, you have some really strong curves where if you curve out 2, 3, 4, and into Gary, you have, like, 9 devotion. But it's just bat. so slow. Right. That's, if you don't curve out, it's extremely slow. Right. It, it's slow, and by the time you're casting Gary, like I've got my absorb, and I'm just waiting for Gary. Yeah. You know, and if he goes straight to the graveyard, and I gain three life, you don't. You get zero triggers, even if you have a Nightmare Shepherd. So. Right. And that's why I've leaned toward. I moved away from the cat because, yeah, in the face of counters, <clears throat> having a cat and cycling it once a turn is not enough. Yeah. And that's really all that does in that deck. It's just another cycle. It's not even that much devotion. It's maybe one more pip if you have the, the cat there. It's not enough. Whereas in Jun Cat, it's doing... It's triggering Mayhem Devil. You're getting to use Trail Crumbs. It's mm-hmm. growing Corvold. Yeah. Uh, all and you don't things. feel like that sack outlet is enough. No. Because you have enough others. Yeah. I mean, okay. you, you have Woe Strider if you're using it. You have Aura to draw yeah. cards or Scry or something. So you can get rid of cards if you need to to regenerate them with uh, Nightmare Shepherd, as it were. playing the Priest of Forgotten Gods in these at all? or not? I've really? seen it a little bit, but you don't have a critical mass of bodies. You okay. generally want your bodies to stay on the battlefield. Yeah. Right. I've seen it, too. Right. I've actually seen it more in the Black-Red Sacrifice deck, which mm-hmm. I think is actually stronger than the Mono Black and more aggressive than the Jund version. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like it's a, at a really good place right. right now at the beginning of the format where like, that deck is, is actually nice. a little mm-hmm. scarier. I haven't seen anybody playing Blood Really? Aspirants. I've seen yeah. a little bit of it. It's yeah. it's done well. Yeah. Nice. Just cause it's just a 2... It, well, it comes down as a 1-1, one, one, but it's very quickly mm-hmm. a 2-2 two, two, and then it just grows and it's just a beer. Right. Yeah. One of the things I've always liked about aristocrat-style decks is it, it feels like it, you take away interactions of your opponent. Yeah. Like you make it so they can't make a decision. Because the sack trigger is on the stack. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and and that's I been think... the beauty of Witch's Oven. Right. Right. Exactly. So removal is so bad in the face of Witch's Oven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like removal you, you want to do something after. Right. Like uh, Murderous Rider. Yeah. If you go to murder something, you're not going to lose life, but you're not going to get the other half of that card because yeah. it's gonna, mm-hmm. the effect's going to counter itself. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the aspect that I've always liked about it. And it seems like that's missing a little bit because hmm. you want to have that mass group of bodies on the table so as someone who's been playing this is the main deck i've been playing since theros came in my where i felt more comfortable with it is a slightly more aggressive build Mm -hmm. has knight of the ebon legion up front Mm. to start providing pressure early and has a couple cavaliers uh, at top which are great cards so you just fling a fen lurker or something at at their best creature and then start pushing also three more pips for gary is nice and uh, Bolas of Citadel is nice at the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. paying five life for Gary and then gaining a bunch back is yeah. <laughs> very. I good. think Bolas of Citadel like actually saves that deck from being like mm-hmm. a tier three deck. You know, like yeah. Bolas of Citadel is so good. It's nice, but the p- hardest part of that is to balance. You want a board state because you want those devotion points, but you also you need more interaction. There's a balance yeah. that we're still trying to figure out right, right. now. Yeah, for sure. So we've got other mono decks we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. Actually, two more. Uh, one of them will not be surprising to anyone who's played a little bit of Magic in the last couple weeks is Mono White Life Game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much solely brought out by Heliod. Like, yeah. that's the reason we have these decks Because there were Mono White Life Game before, because we had a Johnny's Pride Mate mm-hmm. and a Johnny who makes a Johnny's Pride Mate. That was out there, but that was very squarely, like, C-grade. Yeah, it was, it was squarely Tier 3, where, like, if it, if it drew well and you weren't prepared for it, it can... T- Take a game easily, sure, because there's powerful Absolutely. stuff there, but it's not consistent. The strength no, wasn't quite up there. You can't like take over tier one decks with it, right? Because you don't have answers. But all of a sudden, Heliod 
throwing plus one plus one triggers out, it's really easy to gain life. All right. Standard. Well, one of you tell me what Heliop does. For wins those... the game. No. He's a... Nissa. <laughs> Nissa who wins the game, correct. Heliot is a god, is an enchantment creature god. He's mm-hmm. not a creature unless you have devotion to white five or more. And uh, he costs two and a white for a five five. I think he's around there. I don't have him in front of me, but he's, he's around a that size. Five five. And um, you can pay one and a white to give another target creature lifelink. Right. And that's not all. <laughs> but he wait, slices, there's more. He dices. <laughs> Even makes French fries in three different sizes. Mm-hmm. It truly ends. Yeah. Salad shooter. It helps uh, you no, every day. If you if whenever you gain life, you get to put a plus one plus one counter on a creature or on an artifact. Oh, uh, enchantment. Or enchantment. Yeah, you're right. Um, so he can put, put him on himself. But importantly, you can also put it on treacherous blessing if you're playing the that. black white enchantment. Black white deck. or espers. Yeah, or which makes uh, treacherous blessing sacrifice itself, so you stop losing life. Mm-hmm. Every time you cast a spell, Treacherous Blessing has been very strong. So as well. good. I feel like we need old Earbos back where your opponent can't gain life. These that gods are definitely that seem yeah. a little, little weaker compared Black to the Air other Bo- ones. Oh, so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I didn't play the first Theros, but looking at them compared to the new ones, it seems like the gods are a little watered down compared to the old the ones. The gods are a little watered down. They're still powerful in the right shell, and definitely they Heliod are. in a thing where a Johnny's Pridemate gets a counter every time he gain life Honestly, anyway. all of yeah. this Theros feels watered down from the previous one. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't it? Hmm. 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 And I, being the I only one who's played both. One card that we missed right. in our top ten that has really, really overperformed for me is um, Elspeth Conquers Death. Yep. Oh, a white yeah. card. I think we just all were like, what? We're like, why? Yeah, Whatever. And one that I kept on my chopping block, so and I was good. like, I don't know. This is, I, I'll take it off the list. It doesn't, yeah. it's it like a top good. 20. Yeah. Was that, and then also Birth of Miletus is also a nice. Oh, yeah. Birth of Miletus has been really yeah. good for me. So it's easy to, to rag on white lately, but it got a couple good cards in this set. It yeah. d- and actually, I think, has bumped it up in a way that white was not seen before. Yeah. It was really red that kind of got the. Shaft? I, I, want, I didn't want to say shaft. Because I feel like that's... I don't want to say that. <laughs> you just don't like the word shaft? Just saying got the shaft sounds upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> got the short end... Drew the short straw, as it were. The short shaft. The short shaft. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Drew that's the short better. shaft. Yeah. It's short a couple hay pennies, you know what I mean. Hey, hey there. Yeah. Uh, no, so mono white life gain is is really kind of like a white weenie, like a aggre- like aggressive white deck that just puts some creatures down and grows them very fast with Heliod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a lot of incidental life gain triggers in standard right now because generally on its own life gain is not very powerful. You can gain a ton of life; it doesn't matter. You more valuable than gaining life is taking life away from your opponent. Uh, so usually life gain strategies are not very good unless you're doing something with them. But now every time you gain life, a counter on a creature. So the uh, triple white um, creature, Linden, mm-hmm. the Steadfast, yep, that yep. has been another really good card that I didn't even think about for Mono White Life Gain. It, um, you drop it, and then you attack with your creatures, giving Heliod triggers so they get big before yep. they even hit. So she is like, one I actually brutal. tried to grab up as many as I could before this, because I was like, oh, she's going to finally see yeah. play. Mm-hmm. She's nice. I, I think she's all, the, all the three, the cycle of three... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Devotion cards from Eldraine, which were clearly they made were with thinking up. of right, right. Yeah, yeah. you kind of see that every now and then with right, where you're like, okay, this is coming. But mm-hmm. really, the 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 one thing holding the mono white life gain deck back, I think, is this next next deck on our list, mm-hmm. Azorius Control, my deck. Oh, Gabe, <laughs> would you like to uh, tell us a little bit about? So Azorius Control, um, I think it was Brian Gottlieb that really popularized what's going around now as the Azorius Control. It's really an enchantment sort of mid-rangey deck, actually. It plays Birth of Miletus. It plays um, uh, Metamized Prophecy and Omen of the Sea. Those are all two-drop enchantments that help you make your land drops or just draw cards. Mm-hmm. Um, all things that are great. It also plays my new favorite card, of the set, Archon of Sun's Grace, which is a four mana flying enchantment Pegasus. Or no, it's not an enchantment itself. It's a Pegasus that triggers enchantments. Erebus, bless me. <laughs> Erebus, bless you. <laughs> oh, I don't. Out of you didn't all the say gods, bless you. Yeah, well, out of all the gods, Erebus is not the one. He's the one I'm going to end up hanging out with one day. Uh, We're all going to hang out with Erebus. That's probably true. Uh, death is inevitable. Uh, Everything's a sham. <laughs> 
Anywho, so, I'm out of Sun's Grace. <laughs> make a lot of lifelinking Pegasus. Yeah, you make it's so, a three four lifelinker, so it gains you life. It's a three four. It sure for flying is. For, for four, four, for mana. four. with yeah. upside. With yes. upside, you and can whenever make you play Pegasus tribal if you want. Now, I'm just saying, I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Doesn't this card it? is great. It's so good. I totally <laughs> miss the fact that it itself has lifelink and the Pegasus Pegasi. It sure. makes have lifelink Pegasus. <laughs> he says it with such confidence. <laughs> you son of a Pegasus. Save it for under the table. Uh, oh, yeah, this yeah, good. A joke we made joke before that recording. Nobody will understand it all. Great. Yeah, that'll, that'll be cut. We're just consummate professionals. Oh, I don't want you yeah. to cut this. I want this in. <laughs> so people keep the struggle. <laughs> the struggle is the real. struggle is real. It really is. So how's this so, felt against uh, mono black, against uh, the mono white? It feels great against mono black, mono white, and mono red, which we're going to talk about in a minute. What the ramp deck. But we'll get to. really, the thing is the dream trawler. We mm. have to talk about the dream trawler. Anybody who not just for limited, <laughs> not just for limited anymore. <laughs> not just ruining games of limited. That card is it's really good. It it's a game great. finisher for a control deck. Oh, it's I put it in my pioneer crazy. deck, and it was nice. great. Overperformed for me in pioneer. So that's impressive. Actually, I mean, the standard, I was like, okay, this is standard. This is definitely going to. We've got a. I've got a player at my shop that white blue is like his jam. Uh, Jacob Bushon. Yeah, it's like all he ever wants to play. So when that was printed, I was like. Oh, buddy, you finally get to go back to your yeah. home. I mean, well, it turns all of your, like, extra cards that do nothing into counter spells to protect your best creature. Right. Yeah. What's bad right. about that? Draws, draws you cards. Draws cards, gains you life. I like that you're life. like, oh. I don't know what else whatever, I could right? ask yeah. for. It's great. It's also not hard to, like, make that thing hit for seven damage. Oh, I hit easy. for 12. Nice. Yeah. No, a couple of, couple of thirst for knowledge or thirst for meaning. Oh yeah, draws, draws three you three cards. cards. Mm-hmm. Even though you have to discard some cards, you Wham. still draw those three cards. Mm-hmm. Thirst works great in an Azorius enchantment deck anyway, because you have a lot of options to like maybe later in the game. But Thermalitis is not doing anything for you. Yeah, exactly. Bye. You toss Wham, it. Bam, thank you, ma'am. Um, yeah, the, the deck really came together. That staggering uh, blue-white card. Staggering want... insight. Yes, is anyone But all my that? creatures already have lifelink. Doesn't it make it to draw a card? Wait, what's tra- All staggering insight? creatures answer? already mm. draw a card. Ah, fine. You, you don't want to draw two cards? Is two cards too good for you? <laughs> no, it might be good. Um, eh, whatever. <laughs> it might be fine. It, it only does that one now. thing, though. Now now all my cards do, like, multiple things. Right. Which is how You've I gotten like greedy. It. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day when cards did one thing. <laughs> and they were not overpowered or anything. This just got me three mana once for nothing. It's not that good. Yeah. Go to the graveyard. Terrible. Let's uh, bury it. I've got this nice Shivan Dragon. I'll trade you for it. Hell yeah. Hell John, yeah. I'm that in. is something that sticks around. So I've thought a lot about this uh, power creep notion. And I think basically you've got like if you've if you've got a, a graph, which is perfect for audio, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the beginning you have spells that were incredibly powerful. You've got yeah. your lightning bolt, you've got your counter spell, you've got Ancestral Recall. Right, all that shit, right? And then you've got your creatures, which are your Shivan dragons. <laughs> and like these just so Five mana two Right. Giving all your things horsemanship. Like just all this shit, right? Oh horsemanship. Oh horsemanship. But but now your spells are crap because they're things like cancel and like soft counters and your creatures do all of that for you. That's true. So I think it just basically crisscrossed each other. Anyway, that's all I have to say. I mean about you, gotta, that. you gotta think like they made this in a pretty richard garfield and whoever else he tested it with made it in a pretty small vacuum they did it pretty well to start off with like sure there'll be some some mistakes black lotus and the moxes are incredibly powerful but as far as it goes like did really good right away and, no, and over time is, like, figured the out creatures were terrible to begin with and now their spells are terrible but the I don't know, there's that phenomenal. tree folk that's really good it's like a Three seven for six mana or some bullshit. <laughs> I because I remember looking like, what's the cheapest alpha card I can buy? And, and you were like, like, it's oh. like seventeen dollars, and it's just the worst. The thing worst in the world. thing you've ever seen ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that sounds right. Draft. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, Wallet Kelp is now expensive because it's on the reserve list. Get that Wallet Kelp. Uh, so if we're in control, oh my God, Homelands ever sold. Sorry, I'm done. That's oh, Homelands. I'll take some Homelands. Great. It's you garbage. Oh, sure. Sure do. Sealed? Whole box. Whole oh, box. yeah. Sealed up. All seven cards in those packs. <laughs> were they seven card packs? Yeah, yes, they like were. That. They were terrible. Oh, back in the day, they were... They varied. 
Okay. Yeah, it was like set to set. They tried out a bunch of different random things, and yeah. one of them was seven card packs. Yeah, it's been fifteen since I knew the game. Anywho, this is not interesting. No. Folks. So, so if you're in control, yeah, you're in Azorius. I like get it. blue and white. Yeah. What about adding black? You want to add black? I mean, I do want to add black Ash, yeah. because I'm greedy. Ashiok. Uh, and Ashiok is great. And also, now you can play eight Thought Erasures. So yeah. um, getting going Fuck Thought Erasure you. into Thought Erasure into Thought Erasure <laughs> is now like just a regular Personal thing offense. that happens. There's diminishing returns at some point, though, right? Is there? Well. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, there are. I think, uh, actually, the list that I've been seeing of Esper Control have been playing um, four Thought Erasures and two Agonizing Remorse. So only oh. six. Only six. Okay. Only, only six, six reasons to rage. Yeah. That's the dying of the <laughs> Uh, but no, so are you sticking yes. more to Azorius than Esper? I have because I just draw. haven't seen any need to go into Esper. Even though I love Esper and I love knowing what my opponent's going to play before they play it. Um, the Azorius deck has been so strong. I've just loved playing it with the enchantments and the you know the Archon and the Dream Trawler and hmm. Thirst for Meaning. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it if you're into control. Well, what if you're into... What, you want to cast big spells? You want to ramp it up a little bit. Maybe Simic? Yeah, you'd probably be in Simic. Or Bant. You know what's crazy is that they made a card that triples your mana. Oh, did they? And it's not even seeing play in this deck. It's how how crazy you can ramp it instead. Which is bananas. Yeah, that card plummeted. Yeah, it's now it's a good time to pick it up, I think. Because I think it's going to be a commander staple for as long as it's not banned. It is. It is. It won't be banned for a while. It's just like so many ways to get... They let Paradox Engine ride for a good couple years. There's just so many ways to get mana now, and I mean, and yeah. also Nissa is really good. Right, and by the time you because what? Cut... Hold on, this Ooh. is news. Yeah. Nissa who... news flash, everyone. <laughs> Nissa's pretty good. That's just in. <laughs> Nissa, who wins the game? <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, so civic ramp. Yeah, but it is. It is dumb because like by the time you've got Nissa out, that's the best time to then cast this beast, the Nyx Bloom Ancient, mm-hmm. and then what are you gonna do with all that mana? Well, yeah, I have seen people play that and then that immediately all that mana inside inside your what? Go ahead, panda. How you, what are you <laughs> no, with mana? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave it. <laughs> I was uh, hoping you were gonna inside your me. van. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. So I actually have seen on Arena someone do this to me when I was playing Mono Black, and they. Got Nissa out, and the next turn they did a few things. Played Nyx Bloom Ancient, had like two lands untapped, but between two lands and like having uh, Risen Reefs and the Leaf Kindred, the other elemental on yeah. there, which taps for two, which now traps for six when that thing's out. Oh, yeah. Played like seven more elementals, created a huge board, and was like, good game. Gross. Next n- next turn I played a Gary and killed them. <laughs> oh! I was like, yeah, this is a good game. You got a huge board. I probably if I didn't have one, I would have been dead next turn. But you need it. I don't know that it's necessary because I think what these decks, what I've seen them doing, is using that big mana and then using Asian of Treachery, yeah, to steal Thassa. your opponent's things and Thassa to yeah. repeatedly do that, or Cavalier of Thorns to have a huge board presence and ramp you, and then again blink it with Thassa. Yeah, Giant Crisis is. I think that's all you need to do. Yeah, the Simic deck really goes over top of you, and I think the end game for it now is really Thassa plus Agent of Treachery, and it is just game over. Some are really shitty. Steal all your lands. Yeah. If you right. have nothing else, like, I mean. It steals lands. That card's crazy. Steals lands. I remember stealing Field of the Deads in that mirror match when. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, uh, like Golos was a deck. Gabe talking about when you're playing kids and they, they you start stealing their lands. They're like, "Wait, what? You can do that?" <laughs> but they don't. They don't scoop because they think they're gonna win. Like, but not. I could still draw some lands. It's I, I think it's some lands. You're like, you mean draw me more lands? Yeah, you could. You could draw me more lands. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll deck <laughs> yourself because be you're gonna be drawing three three more cards this turn with Adrian at that point. Yeah. You could. That's so why Jace the... is out there. No. <laughs> The other version of the um, ramp deck is the Bant Uro deck, which has gotten a lot of mm-hmm. play recently, which also plays... Um, so it's splashing white for um, Teferi, obviously, and Hushbringer, mm-hmm. which allows you to play Euro on turn three, and it doesn't have an enter the battlefield trigger. So you just get a three mana 6-6 six, six that when it attacks, you get to put a land on the battlefield, gain three life, and draw yeah. a card. So pretty good card. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it that word. way, especially <laughs> considering you can curve out into Hushbringer on two and Earl yeah, on three. Exactly, that's, that's the nice. dream. Yeah. Yeah. And then turn four, attack with a six-six, gain gain three life, draw Put a, a land card, on the battlefield. Land on. 
Magical and then it still has the end land. game of Nissa, turn your lands into three threes, kill you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Turn your lands into weapons. Yeah. Uh, does it use Finale of Glory at all? Or is it not needed? Um, I haven't seen people going that route, um, or at least I haven't lost. The games haven't gone on long enough to where I've lost from that. I usually lose from Uro and Nissa yeah. being together mm-hmm. on the battlefield, or I win before that, so... Because back in War of the Spark Standard, I had so much fun just doing Simic or Bant. It was usually Bant Ramp. Yeah. Whereas just the whole point was to make enough mana to mass manipulate everything on their field, yep. or Finale for 10 and make 10 angels and 10 soldiers, and people scoop. Magic the is way it, Garfield is. Is it not good? In- <laughs> and when I say Garfield, I mean the cat. Obviously. Um, lasagna-based. Yes. It's, it's, it's a very lasagna-based cardboard game. You know, I feel like Bant is kind of like that. You know, you've got your layers. He's really your Odie of... Uh, it's just kind of inoffensive, a little dumb, but you just get a bunch of mana. Like, oh, what am I going to do with all this? Well, I think the last deck we're going to talk about is the OD of the standard. Oh, yeah. Brandon, you want to talk about this deck? Yeah. Right, just because it's Tell mono red it. aggro? Yeah, and... let's talk about OD, shall we? Am I we? getting typecast right now? A little yes, bit. Yes, you are. Let's be honest. Brandon would be... Uh, so, mono red is minus back. I'm more uh, Garkov. Mm. It's a deep cut for anyone out there who follows all the... Uh, ways that Garfield, the Garfield comic strip has been used as an artistic medium. Anyway. Went over my head. Monorad aggro is kind of back? Maybe? Yeah, people are no, I think it, it is. It is? I think okay. it is. So, it's Once people not figure that's... out the right build, which is for Annex, for Torbrand, and for Phoenix of Ash. Yeah. Yes. So Phoenix is notoriously good. The two things it got are Phoenix of Ash and Annex. Annex especially has been incredibly powerful. Super good. Uh, board white protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's hard to deal. Once you get a board presence, it's hard to completely knock you off unless you completely brick wall. Yeah. Uh, you get completely brick walled. Uh, Torbrand is nice, especially with all those satyrs that Annex is making. Yep. Uh, I have issue with it's playing such weak one drops. There aren't a lot of strong one drops. Fervent Champions, okay. Yeah. Uh, but but then like, the other one is like, the tin hat or the tin street tin dodger. street dodger is not good. I don't like scorch spitter. Yeah, I mean, I guess I like it more with Torbrand because it's hitting for three and then three again. Honestly, well, and the same I... thing with the tin street dodger because you can make it not get blocked. Right. So... I also think scorch spitter was put in the format for um, spectacle triggers. Yes, like, I think it was it designed was. for being able to get that damage in there, even if you know your creature doesn't hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the reality is there is a lot that deck puts out a lot of damage fast it does and it has it has some card draw it's got robber of the rich if you need it it's got runaway steamkins to get mana it's got light up the stage uh it can go off pretty hard frenzy is still a card frenzy is still a card it's, yeah. it's relegated to sideboard use now just because yeah, that deck runs some phoenixes and some, yeah mm-hmm. against me must counter it is a must, must counter. counter yeah especially because i mean white you can deal with enchantments but you don't want to board in enchantment removal for a red deck no. Feels bad. I mean, I play four Banishing Light in the main. So. Yeah, now you have an answer to so that. So you don't really care. You're like, whatever. God, I mean, but but it does, it actually taxes the, the Banishing Lights. I mean, it, it's not uncommon for me to have to cast all of them against the red deck because Annex has to be, I can't kill it. Torbrand right. has to be answered. Torbrand mm-hmm. has to be answered Crazy. immediately. Yep. Um, and Frenzy has to be answered, you know. And right. then the Phoenix of Ass. At, ass. Phoenix of <laughs> Phoenix Ass. Of ass. That's the, how I Phoenix personally think of, of it. Phoenix of Ass. This phoenix it keeps coming back, um, so I can't, you know, uh, shatter the sky. I, they all have to be exiled, yeah. Like especially annex and the phoenix, they have to be exiled, right? You know, like they will just keep coming back and kill me. And I think the strength in that is people have to answer it. You know, you're playing chess, you want to be able to know what people's next move is. So you're like, okay, you're either dead or you're going to waste this spell that you've been yeah. holding in your hand. And I don't have to, to do anything else until you this. answer this. Correct. And that's yeah. like, my... I'm just going to sit back and wait. And red, like, um, red I've only ever played in modern. And I think one of the things that's hardest for people to learn is you don't want to necessarily put all of your cards out on the table. You want to hold back your red cards right. until you have to use them. Yeah. Um, well, there is a little bit less of a worry of that with Annex because it does provide board white protection. It does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's a different kind of control, as you're mm-hmm. saying. Like, playing, controlling around what your opponent's playing. Like, when you're still early in the game, they're only right. playing one spell a turn. Yeah. You can kind of so you're forcing them, them. You're like, you have to deal with this, and I don't have to do shit until I'll you do I'll force you to board wipe, type, right. tap out, and then I'm going to hit you with these couple things. Yep. yep. Um, that is my favorite type of control, is when I'm control, like, uh, controlling their reactions to me, not controlling yeah. what they can do. Right. Yeah, setting the pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. 
So those are kind of the big new ones. There's lots of other silly stuff out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of it might be really good. Some of it will probably stick to the jank category. But uh, let's not forget there are many decks that are holdovers from the last format. Yeah. Uh, the last standard that we'll talk about in a moment after our commercial break. Commercial break. Commercial break. Commercial break. We don't need music. We can just do that. That's beautiful. It's harmonized. Wow. Do you need help explaining your Magic the Gathering hobby to your partner, spouse, or family? At Duelist, that's Duel with an A, we specialize in helping you start these difficult but important conversations. Yes, I will marry you, but there's something I need to tell you first. What is it? I play Magic the Gathering? Like, as a joke, right? Here at Duelists, we have seen too many relationships suffer as an unintended consequence of this game. So this one has trample. So mine dies. Yes, but first... And yours will too, because, uh, yeah, cause mine's strength. No, power. It's more than that one's toughness, right? That's that's what yeah, you said. Yes, yes, but, um, but they don't this time. Why? Well, there's this thing, it's called first strike, and that splits the confat into <sighs> another... Communication is the most important part of any relationship. And when you can't find the words to explain magic properly, those you love pay the consequences every day, like the smothering type of resentment. Hey, check out this card I got tonight. Oh, that's cool. Hey, well, it came in a $30 pack, and it's like 45 bucks, so it's like we made money. So you're going to sell it for the profit because I actually need an oil change on my car? Call Duelist today and gain one life. Your life. Right. Okay, we're back. Oh, well, we're back. <laughs> Gabe, are we back? Uh, I don't know, Charlie, are we back? Wait, let me check my watch. Oh, actually, yes, we already we're left. We're back. Shit, all right, fine, we're back. I think we missed us. That was yeah. it? Yeah. All right, let's go. I missed me. I missed me, too. Yeah, me, too. So, anyway... Um, we were talking about decks and standard, mm -hmm. and we talked about some of the new archetypes that mm -hmm. showed up recently. But right. let's talk about the tried and true decks. That's mm -hmm. true, and let's talk about like how these decks are being affected by all these new cards. Are have they seen their heyday, or are they getting enhanced? Yeah, I don't know. I, Why don't you start? They're going to make a pun on heyday. And I know. Like, <laughs> now it's their hey it. night. I tried really hard oh, to yeah. think of one. You but, guys were really mm. giving me the benefit of the doubt. I had nothing. Yeah, I'm sure Charlotte cut it out, but nothing. there was like a full 15 seconds of silence there, legit. <laughs> yeah. So, let's yeah, let's talk about the first. What I think feel like was the best deck of the last standard, and I still feel like may still be the best deck right now. Who knows? Jund Golgari uh, food. Jund food, and there are Golgari versions of it as sure. well. But just not, not as good. good. Jund cat, or yeah, I don't see getting rid of Mayan Devil or Corvold. It's they're so good. Yeah. Um, these decks picked up Treacherous Blessing is a card that's being seen, seen to play a lot of it because a lot of what you're doing is like activated ability, so you don't sure. not really losing that life. Mm. Um, but it's just there are some points where that deck would stall out. Yeah, you need a couple more cards to get going, and now you can have it. Uh, but it's still very very strong. It, yeah. There is an inevitability to that deck that I don't know. I, I would be most scared of. Because I haven't played it much because there's new decks, but I still... I've been trying to make myself not play the deck that I played all of last format. <laughs> but I, I would be worried about Agent of Treachery coming down and stealing Corvold and everything else. Oh, yeah. That's the whole thing that scares me. Nothing else does because there's just so much power and inevitability in that synergy yeah. mm -hmm. that you feel like if you get long enough with this deck, you're going to win the game. Right. And board the... wipes and stuff don't really hit it too hard? No, you, because board wipes aren't going to deal with uh, uh, your ovens or your... Trail crumbs, so right. you're eventually you're just basically going to need one spell, and you're going to mm -hmm. just start up the, the engine again. Okay, so what about like the increase in exiling? The increase in exiling, I mean, there's not a lot of different in difference in exiling killing in that deck. That okay. deck, when something went to the graveyard, it's gone for good. It didn't do anything with anything in the graveyard, fair so enough. except for the cat. Except for that cat. Okay, it just fair. kept coming back. That that yeah. that's the big thing. But, the very but next honestly, day. the de I cat think the deck did come back. I like <laughs> what you were doing. Yeah, it was okay. It's I think the um, the deck revolves less around the cat 
combo now than it did. I think it just has 100%. better cards going up the curve, and it mm-hmm. can just play a mid-range like value game, mm-hmm. yeah. even if you never draw a cat combo. Right. Cat's know. great. Don't need it. Because yeah. And that's the way it is. Sometimes you would be playing a deck and would not have the cat combo. Mm-hmm. Or, or they would Sorcerer Spyglass the right. Oven or something. like That deck can still work. It yeah. definitely loses a step Are when you, you get rid of those. But... Or have you seen people playing Woe Strider in the deck? I haven't. Uh, and I haven't had the chance to test it out myself, but it feels very good. I could see it as like a two of. Yeah. Maybe losing Beanstalk Giants or something mm-hmm. that didn't feel like they were super necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah, just to have another little bit of scry, just to have that ability to sacrifice another creature if you need to. Like right. you're... Sometimes you need one more ping or one more corporal right. trigger, and your ovens are tapped. Right. Or I was gonna say because better than one oven is two ovens, so why not three? Yeah, or four because the deck definitely runs so four. So eight. No, I just mean like another another sack out. Like, yeah, I don't like know. Way. I mean, it creates a body, which is nice. Yeah, right. It creates so it's two bodies for one. It's yeah. got that free sack outlet. The scrying mm-hmm. is minimal, but that actually does do something in the graveyard too. That comes back. But because you don't need anything else beside the cats, that is a nice little grindy thing. Uh, I do want to see those decks move toward that. I think it's it's valuable to have Mm -hmm. a couple in there. Yeah. Um, But it still feels strong. The Golgari is kind of the same. I just feel like leading into casualties of war doesn't do much me right now because it's not going to deal with Heliod or Vasa. So why? So we think it probably still has a pretty good position. I still think it might be the best deck. I think it's still good. Yeah. Yeah, or right. close to it. What about Jeskai Fires? Terrible. Move no, on. Why are you doing that? <laughs> why, no, why are you playing Jeskai Fires? Like, why are you playing a deck that can fall apart to a disenchant? I never felt like it was great anyway. I mean, There's Kevin. No... Kevin is very upset wherever he is right now because he tried to ride that <laughs> to the to the end. I mean, it it it, it was a tier two. I feel like everyone was playing like a tier one deck, but it always felt like a tier two deck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is to say, it was a strong deck, but it was not. I don't think it was the best choice in most in most periods of time. Uh, when people were scrambling after the, the bands, I could see playing it because it had a very clear, straightforward plan and mm-hmm. it did some powerful things. But when people are ready to prepare for it, Green just got a one mana re- uh, removal for a Fires yeah. of Invention. Yeah, re- re- Mystic Repeal. Mystic Repeal, yeah. Which is yeah. very good and deals with gods as well. So I would expect to start to see more of that yeah. card in sideboards. Definitely. If we see an uptick in Jeskai Fires, I haven't played against it once actually on the ladder. Um, it just doesn't seem like like what's it even doing in the format you know what i mean like it 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 picked up um storm's wrath right mm-hmm. and it picked up Which idyllic is... tutor if mm-hmm. you want some redundancy but i yeah. don't think those are enough to actually push the deck into like being competitive with some of the other stuff that's going on and you got to remember too that like we just added a whole set to a, the standard which means the overall power level of standard went up Right. Yeah. Right. Like we have still everything that was happening, plus we added deck. So mm-hmm. right. I just don't think a deck that was like on the verge of maybe being tier mm-hmm. one, tier two is going to cut it in a more powerful no. standard Not if it didn't it gain get, something right. really good. Right. I Nothing think, pushed it over. Yeah. It always felt a little bit like a cute deck. Yeah. Like one that was like, oh man, if this happens, it's going to be amazing. I mean, Fires of Invention is a really powerful card, mm-hmm. and there's probably a build that can abuse that. I don't think the current build is where it's at. Honestly, the five-color Niv felt very powerful with Fires of Invention just because mm-hmm. it wasn't limited by color. You could play the most powerful spells in Standard. Right. right. Um, the Cavaliers are strong, but if you're not playing two on a turn, you're not comboing them off. They're kind of just good cards. Mm-hmm. They're not great. Idyllic Tutor was real, though. Yeah. I will say Idyllic Tutor to get, if you needed it on turn three, to get your Fires to turn four. Or if you had a Fires, to get maybe Banishing Light would be a nice thing to grab. To have mm-hmm. removal. Do I need removal? Do I need Fires right now? Or maybe a certain... Five mana enchantment that exiles their best thing and then brings back your best thing. I mean, what thing you think? Yeah, Elspeth conquers death, right? To bring back your best planeswalker. I guess or, that's or pretty thing. good. Yeah, no, so <laughs> it, it definitely got some cards, but I feel like it stays. It, these are minor upgrades. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. these are like quality of life ones. Sure, it's a more powerful deck than it was before, but feels like a deck to play if you enjoyed it. Yeah, but that's I, it, it. I think it's a justifiable pick if you sure. really like it. But unless you're really sold on it, I think there are better places to go. All right. I agree. So adventures, we had adventures, Golgari and Timur. 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 Um, I actually think the Gruul adventures mm-hmm. deck is probably better than either of the Golgari and Timur's deck because it got the Gruul god, which is real. The okay? Gruul god I called is it. phenomenal. You Just did. Saying. You did. You threw it out there. Very and the beginning. Universe heard Does you. that go in a Gruul adventures deck? I, don't I, think, it Gruul in, aggro, I think it goes sure. in any Gruul. Any deck Gruul. If you're in those colors, yeah. Okay. Because it's just a really powerful. So we're talking about Clothis, so God good. of Destiny. Yeah, she's very good. Um, she's just a three drop. Yeah, 
three mana and she deals damage even if she never turns into a yep. creature. She's Don't good. Care. She makes helps you ramp and and those cruel decks uh, it's not un- unlike all the gods which often will not turn into creatures i don't think fast is turning into creatures in any of these simic uh rant matches uh erebos sees a little bit of play in mono black so maybe mm-hmm. it is every now and then i think that's but like your I think... side win like okay i can win this heliod turns to. into a deck in the heliod mono white, probably would in the mono white yeah, deck. but it's not the main thing clothes will turn into a creature pretty fast because yeah. it is devotion seven instead of five but mm-hmm. cruel wants big beefy permanents. creatures yeah and they stay they stick around yep um, so I um, think Gruul Adventures. I haven't seen much from Golgari Adventures that makes me think it's any good at all. Or Teamer Adventures. They just haven't really been around. So. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Golgari Adventures lost favor after Oko. Because like, not that it was playing Oko, but it had a good matchup against Oko. And then yeah. when Oko was gone, it was like, Meh. when Oko was gone, it took a huge upswing because it was so reliably casting casualties okay. of war and it was dealing with it was eating up the Jeskai Fires deck it has a really good cat matchup in that it, it has a target it has an enchantment trail crumb right. it has an artifact the oven it has a creature and a land yeah. it's a huge hit against those decks sometimes Henge I have a just bananas too. good Henge? Yeah. oh yeah it did run Henge a it lot did. of those versions yeah. do uh, Teamer is just a ton of great some of the best creatures in standard right now Bonecrusher Giant um uh Edwalling Keeper, mm-hmm. Brazen Borrower, uh, Beanstalk Giants, mm-hmm. all really powerful things that have very powerful effects. Like, having two Lucky Clovers out and casting any of these things is crazy. Like, two mana for six damage, or two mana for... Or three mana for three lands that come in untapped is very, very powerful. That's kind of a... We talked about it before as being a kind of... just It feels like a mash of good cards. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's good enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't put it in Tier 1, but I still think it's it can do some powerful things. Simic Flash. I've not seen hide or hair of this deck at all. I know you, Gabe. You were on this tip for a yeah. Minute. I really liked it for a little while, but um, no, I haven't seen much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I played against one Simic Flash deck, and it just didn't seem like what you want to be doing mm-hmm. in standard right now. I don't think it's at its best. I think Simic Flash deck is a metagame call deck. It's mm-hmm. like when the metagame hits a certain point, um, it's like that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, but I don't think it's where you want to be because most people like aren't playing a bunch of like instant speed stuff on their own turn. They don't care when you play your creatures. Right. They just kill them, board wipe you. Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. you know, it's like there's not a lot you how gain do, from that deck. How do counter spells feel right now? Do they feel strong? I've been trimming them honestly. Okay. I've been in my blue white deck. I've been playing partly because they're not enchantments so they don't synergize with the rest of my like enchantment mm, stuff sure. um and partly because um it just doesn't feel like that's what the format is about right now most I of the counter spells seem couple, to be but... soft counter spells too though i'm still just playing absorb okay because okay. of absorb red yeah. mostly it's yeah good. because it, it it counters two spells essentially yep. it does and simic flash had its strength because it had threats that were could easily go. You could play a threat, or you could react to their thing. One or the other. Yeah. Um, now I think reacting to one of their small pieces probably isn't enough. Yeah. Like Frilled Mystic is a hard counter with a three-two body, which is very relevant. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel that good to counter a reading a counter one of those enchantments that you yeah. play mm-hmm. and have a three-two that will not do much on that board. Yeah. Right. So I think we talked about Gruel Aggro, so maybe we skip on down to Rectos Knights. Still good. Short of saying, just Gruel Aggro is very good. Embercleave is a crazy card. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Embercleave yeah. is great, and any deck that plays... Oh, that's the other thing we didn't and say about Mono Red. It's playing Embercleave, and I think Mono Red is actually the best Embercleave deck really? right now. That's really? fun. Yeah, Embercleave is so scary in that deck, because they're already putting on a ton of pressure. Right. And I guess Annex, with Torbrand as well. An and... Annex with an Embercleave and anything else is just... So big. Oh, that's true because there's two it more pips on Embercleave. Enormous. Yeah. So it's minimum hitting for for eight if that's the only thing on the board. Yeah. It's, but it's almost always hitting for like twelve or something because it is just so big. Okay. Um. But Gruel Aggro, excellent. Rakdos Knights. I don't think gained a single card, but no. is still very good. It's it's. I might be supplanted by Mono Red and Mono White maybe as being. Yeah. I it's feel like Mono Red is a better version of Rakdos Knights, but... A reliable yeah. thing. Uh, still putting an Embercleave on a Rotting Registrar is very good. Totally. <laughs> it's a lot of damage. I also oh. feel like it's a decently... 
I don't want to say cheap, but you could get into Rakdos Knight and not spend a fortune. It's not one of the more expensive decks out there. Yeah. No. It, I wouldn't say it's one of the cheapest because Amber Cleaves and no, even and like Blood Riding Crips Stars, and all of those stuff. Like it's not going to be cheap. It needs Knight of the Ebon Legion. It very does, badly. and that one is not cheap. And okay, I take it all back. But it's not one of the more expensive ones. Also got like, Murderous Rider. I think Simic Ramp is probably a pretty expensive one. Yeah. yeah. Esper Hero, the last one on our list here, also quite expensive, mostly because mm-hmm. the mana base and Teferi's and just playing a lot of expensive cards. Yeah. Um, but I do think this deck is good. It got some upgrades. Um, Atris. The... Atris is fun. Yeah, it's such so, a fun card. Uh, you took the top. Your opponent looks at the top three cards of your library, mm-hmm. puts them into two piles, one face up and one face down, and you choose one to put it into. Oh, your that's hands. right. It's fun. Yeah. There's a lot of bluffing super involved. Delightful. Mind games. I, I put it. To, I, I put it to fairy face up and my and uh, two lands face down. For my opponent did it work. No, took they the took lands. the fairy. Damn. They were just like, I just wanted to fairy right now. Yeah. Oh. Like, well, okay, I'm learning. <laughs> But, I mean, what else but, can you but, do I also, but I also couldn't put otherwise... one land and they would take the other thing. So yeah. I figured in this case they got Teferi instead of Teferi and a land. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. I guess. Uh, but it's a fun card. It's a solid card, too, because it's, is it four mana or three mana? Four. It's four, but it's like it's a three. It's two black blue. It's It obviously should have and been And it's a like sphinx, a three, four menace, like a I think. Riddle. Yes, it's a three, four menace. Which, which is something. Decent stats. Uh, and in a deck like uh, Hero, where you want to be kind of aggressive, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of... I mean, the, the, the Hero deck kind of flip-flops back and forth between being yeah. control and aggressive but you want to be able to turn on the aggression when it's time to mm-hmm. go yeah so. and if there is a and i don't know if we talked about this much like the big draw for me for going into esper is ashiok but like being it having the hero in your esper deck as opposed to esper without hero yeah uh, feels a lot better about because that's one of the main draws of uh esper hero was big when planeswalkers were big because of war the spark right and having these one ones to pressure planeswalkers to pressure to fairy like okay you can bounce something but it's dead next turn guaranteed mm-hmm. yeah um is uh really good so i could see there being if we see more maybe there's a deck that sees calyx in it or something esper hero could probably be pretty yeah. good against that yeah speaking of, speaking <laughs> of which yeah, speaking of which, Gabe actually has been tinkering around with some new decks and stuff with mm-hmm. this new standard coming out. And I think Calyx, is Calyx in that deck? Um, no, but you could easily put him in there. I I just don't know if that's actually, if it's actually good enough. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think it is because it's one of those cards that when I saw it, I was like, oh, this could be so good. And this would probably be the deck for it. So yeah. I've got a, um, a deck for you. And if you're looking for a budget deck to pick up for, for cheap. our left field deck tech. Left field deck tech. Um, Come out of left field, man. Like no, no, it's not the penguin. I want to do like an old umpire, like in baseball. Like you're out of here, man. I did not know you were attracted to old umpires, but if you want to do one, I support you. Go for it. It's just that they have such a good eye. I thought it was the stripes. They don't wear stripes. Damn it! (laughs) You're thinking referees in (laughs) soccer. I don't know Zebras. shit about any sport. Uh, so what we've got for anyway. you here is a, a deck I'm calling Paradise in Pants. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it's a Selesnia, so it's green-white deck, and it's based around auras. So uh, the main point of the deck is to Pants, suit up your um, Paradise Druid, which is a 2-mana two 2-1 with Hexproof as long as it's untapped. So you suit that up with a bunch of auras, including Sentinel's Eyes, which gives it um, vigilance. Which vigilance. Is huge. So it never has to tap. So it always has hexproof. Um, and then you put a bunch of things on it to make it big. Give it trample with mm-hmm. um, Satessan Champion. No, Satessan Training. Um, Satessan Champion and Season of Growth gro- draw you a bunch of cards, so, so you never cards. run out of gas. And then you just attack for a million trample with your one Paradise Druid, and that's game over. It's a really good deck, and it's really... The strategies that are happening right now um, have a really hard time dealing with one giant creature. As Mm -hmm. long as you have some other creatures on the battlefield um, for sacrifice effects, Mm -hmm. there are some sacrifice effects going around. But as long as you have stuff out, um, one card that helps you with that is... I put it in the sideboard. Siona, Captain of Pileus. Whenever you suit a creature up or whenever you target a creature with a spell, then you get a 1-1. One, one. Sacrifice fodder. Mm-hmm. And also it fetches you an aura when it comes Fetch- in, too. That's right. You look seven deep for an aura. That's a lot. You that's almost a always have your choice of, like, three auras in mm-hmm. this deck with when Siona nice. hits the battle. It's hard to miss with that thing. It seems it really like a is. lot of fun, actually. It's super fun. I've been having a ton of fun with it. I will say one thing you don't want to do 
<laughs> is right. you've got this giant paradise druid. It's hexproof. Your opponent cannot deal with it, but they've got a big board too, and you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get it through. So one of the things you can do is you can give your creature uh, protection Pro? from a color with the Alciad of Life's Bounty, which is that one mana guy that oh, sure. you can pay one to give a creature protection right. Right. from any color. But what you don't want to do is give it protection from green or white because, because then all of the your enchantments fall off <laughs> it of it totally and it would. turns into a 2-1 oh, again. Oh, that would be so sad. <laughs> I learned that one the hard way oh, after yeah. I'd said good game. I was like, good game, about oh, to kill you. Have. And I did it and dropped it all off and then I was like, oh, shame concede. So what if we learned <laughs> Someone that? Someone else <laughs> is telling this story, you know, right now. I'd be like, oh, this guy <laughs> coming in strong and then... It's the opposite of my story where like my opponent was like a game and then I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you're dead for 12. Yeah. Uh, so what do we learn? Don't ever press the good game button until the game has ended. Actually over. True. Don't be that person. Uh, so this deck is, is really cheap. The only thing that's making it kind of expensive are the four temple gardens, which are $37. That's like half of the cost of this deck. Yeah, what's it without? So um, without that, it's like, I, I think... 40 bucks maybe 45 bucks and you probably have a good chunk of the cards anyway you probably have a bunch of these cards the next most expensive thing in the deck is um two elspeth sun's nemesis but you don't have to have those Those that's just something because sideboard card that i just thought were great around like six bucks or so yeah it's 12 bucks for two of them so she's pretty cheap right now and then um Satessan champion is seven dollars for four right and everything else is like under a dollar for the playset that I've got here, except for Temple of Plenty. Satessa um, Champion so. is just a huge house of a card. Yeah, It I draws you card, it, it gets bigger. You should probably just get them if you're interested in that kind of game at all, because mm-hmm. I can't they're just going up. Slow. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's very awesome. So we'll post this up on our... Where do we post things? I'm going to see if you can get it. Tweeter. A tweener. <laughs> tweener. Tweet. No, 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 no. Is that a other thing? Not tweener. I don't know what it is, but that seems like a very I would not Google it. Can we just cut this part? Nope. It stays in. Twitter. Tweeter. We go to that old radio store that shut down in 2006. Tweeter. We talk about it on Boombox. Okay, like the boomer. child of this podcast is mocking us. Yeah, my kid keeps saying, okay, boomer to me. I'm like, you know I'm not a boomer, right? He doesn't <laughs> you know, know. He does know that. Yeah, we'll pop it up on our Twitter. Uh, so now's a good time to mention, follow us at Mountain Pass Podcast, at MTN Pass Podcast, and where we will share our daily thoughts and experiences and our lives with you if you will have us so okay. anyway you can also uh email us at mountainpodcast at gmail mountainpasspodcast well, at gmail.com shit. i don't know but we so, did but, actually get an email so yeah let's see let's see. I, I think we picked one for this week from alicia i believe right yeah uh so she asks what are the best ways to deal with the new theorist gods and standard indestructible enchantment or creatures are such a m- menace I was going to say nu- nuisance, but menace, you know. Nuisance. Nu- yeah, they don't have menace. They do not. Come on, Alicia. Gosh. What are you doing? They don't, well, yeah. Yeah. No, they don't have They menace. don't. They don't. This is good. They this are is... indestructible. Yes. Right. They're they indestructible are in the enchantments, ass. indestructible creatures, True. all problems. Yeah. So how do we deal with it? Like, I think there's a few ways around it. Well, sure. You let them not cast it to begin with, or you let counter them not. Counter them. Right. Yeah. So cast it, but they don't go to the battlefield. So counter it and be like, uh-uh. So for I think it's different for the different gods. I think for Heliod, the way to deal with Heliod is to keep the battlefield clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just kill all their other creatures. Right, and then you don't care so much. And then you don't care so much because we don't have the what was it, the two mana guy we could pay for life and make it indestructible that was the bane of my existence. <laughs> uh, vampire. Got, Adanto Vanguard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Adanto Vanguard. <laughs> Hate that card. So glad to see it. <laughs> Yeah, you and your board wipes. No, that one Adonis attacking for three every turn. So I think for Heliod, you try to keep the... the, I mean, I'm speaking as a control player. That's what I do. I try to keep the battlefield clear. But you can Mm -hmm. also... There's some spells to deal with it. Um, Yep. I think Revoke Existence is a fine card in Standard. Yeah. You can play it in Constructed. It's it's an all-star in Limited, but uh, you can play it in Constructed. There's enough going around there. It's really good. I mean, Banishing Light, again... It's your O-ring of the set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have actual disenchant, too, in that standard. So you can play disenchant. It's instant speed, but it destroys and sends things to the battlefield, and it doesn't deal with the gods. It does not deal with the gods. No. But revoke existence does, and by trading, because it, it's the same thing, but ex- exiles instead of destroys, you're losing instant speed, but 
still. You got to deal with that god. Permanent answer Mm -hmm. for a bunch of stuff, too. Bouncing them, that always can help because you've wasted their turn. Because the gods now are, for the most part, four drops. Mm -hmm. Steal them with... with Agent of Treachery, <laughs> that always works. That works. That's not a great bad. plan. One fun way uh, that I've seen is if you are in a creature-based deck, Shadow Spear is a really nice card. And oh, I was thinking, yeah. like, this has a cool effect. They lose Hexproof and Indestructible. I don't know what that's really for. Like, oh, wait. Oh, God. Making them lose Indestructible gods. for one mana. And irrelevant. And really cheap as far as uh, mana costs mm-hmm. card. Shadow and it's Spear's very flavorful, it. too, because it's like... The... Especially if you go Haleod with it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is like... that what happened? No, he didn't die. He's just under a big rock We're now. waiting for all the lore. It's not No, he's under a big rock yet. now. He was punished. That's Haleod's punishment. It's a little we'll bit of an Atlas and Sisyphus. I thought that was a punishment I know, he I doled like, out. No, it's him under it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, great. All right. Anyway, we'll come back to that at some other point. At some point, we so, will let the Lorax Alicia, I, that was a very long answer to your very short question, and I hope that we actually answered the question. Mm-hmm. And if we, we didn't, then... Right back again next week. Yeah. And we will and be continue like, seriously, to not guys. answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I listen to some advice podcasts, and that is a much better answer than some of them give. As right. much as I do love them. Yeah, but you should subscribe to us. You should rate our podcast. You should do all these things. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Five stars. Not four. Not four. Not three. Not six. But five. End of turn. Shock.